When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. A couple of armchair GMs who have yet to be wrong with any of their Timberwolves takes. (laughs) Right. It's Flagrant Howls with Phil Mackey and Kyle Teige. Kyle inside Target Center right now as the crowd filters out after a 120-111 loss in Game 3. The Timberwolves down three games, nothing. I know what people are thinking, Kyle. That the intro of this podcast says two guys who've never been wrong about any of their Timberwolves takes. Mackie predicted Wolves in seven. You know what? There's still a chance, my man. We're not going to change the intro until until the series is officially over. <laughs> remember, remember when we did 50 is nifty? We yeah. almost had the shirts, and it's like, okay, well, maybe they'll get 50 wins in Rudy's tenure in Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, that was That was... As you said, what 120-111, one of the weirder games ever. Uh, everyone that's tuning into this know, like, I'm just a fan. Uh, I thought the fans were incredible. They only had one lead, I think, in the first quarter. Like, I don't know, it was 10-8 or something, 12-8. The fans just wanted to scream, uh, and Denver just never let them have it. They just I mean, Den- it was a credit to Denver every time it got to three or five. It was just like the big brother that kind of has the long arms and just is holding the little brother from trying to punch. Yeah. Uh, every time the Wolves got close, the Nuggets had four points immediately. By a lot of good offense, a lot of bad defense from Minnesota. Um, the Wolves, if you look, I mean, they know the officials were bad again because I think officials in the NBA are bad. The Wolves shot 20, 35 Dude. free throws to 13. So, I mean, th- I mean, think about that. They didn't lose because yeah. of that. How much the yeah, I think justifiably there's been some games this season where you've scratched your head, man, are the wolves yeah. on the wrong side of the whistle? The fact that you you basically were down by ten points. You, you know, and they you know, they cut it to six by the end of a couple different quarters, and then they had it down to three, I think, at one point. But for the majority of the game, like you said, it was big brother, stiff arming little brother, eight point lead, ten point lead. In a game in which the Timberwolves at one point had shot twenty five free throws to Denver's five. And they finished the game with 35 free throw attempts to Denver's 13. But Denver pretty much owned the Timberwolves on the glass. Uh, a, a, a pretty classic, efficient Jokic game. A triple-double where he only misses four. The dude misses four shots, scores 20 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists. And Kyle, when Michael Porter Jr. plays like that with energy, transition, he's knocking down threes. Michael Porter Jr. might have been the second-best player on the court for the Nuggets tonight. Uh, behind Jokic, and that's all due respect to Jamal Murray, but he was incredible tonight. And I think, I mean, just like just to throw it out there too, Anthony Edwards. I uh, call me a homer again here, but 
the Wolves might get swept on Sunday night. Maybe it's a gentleman's sweep. Maybe they send it back to Denver and they lose in five. But my biggest takeaway here remains Anthony Edwards rising up in the playoffs again, dropping 36 points, carrying this team, carrying this franchise. And I just can't help but think, however they start manufacturing things around him, he just deserves better going forward. They need to really put an emphasis on making sure that his star shines bright for this franchise moving forward, even if this results in a sweep. He was 10 for 22, finished with 36 points. Uh, thing that stands out, he was 15 free throws. Um, he doesn't look fully right. I also don't, it's not an excuse. No one looks fully healthy. I mean, everyone looks like they're hobbled and they've landed on an ankle. Um, but being in the arena, as I am, uh, you could just see him trying to force it. I, don't, I think he played the entire second half. He didn't sit, no. um, which is good because... 44 minutes. 44 minutes in this game. Yeah, he he's all they could do. Uh, and again, down the stretch, he, he doesn't get... He gets so much respect, Phil, now. He had 36 points, like they're doubling him. He doesn't know how to get off the ball, um, and that's a criticism. But he's... He, I mean, yeah, homerism, whatever. He's 21. No. Uh, if he starts to learn some of those, you know, make the right play and then the ball will come back to you, uh, they were pretty much doubling him the whole second half, and for him to still get 36 is... It's incredible. It's just... Yeah. They just didn't have a. It was. I will say this. I got a shot. I was sitting next to Dane. Dane did was like. I think. I think Denver might be better than Purdue. So I do want to take my <laughs> Purdue take back. Um, the Nuggets are. I mean, the Nuggets are really good. Uh, you, you're seeing. The Nuggets are long everywhere. I mean, they bring in Bruce Brown. They bring in Jeff Green. They bring in Christian Braun. Like these guys are all lengthy. Can yep. defend. Can hit shots. And not having two of your probably you know four or five best big, I mean, big guys in Jaden and Nas. They just don't have a lot of girth. That's why they had to go to Jalen Noel and Austin Rivers got off the bench. Pretty much everyone but Josh Minot for some bleeping reason. But, uh, I mean, Denver's just a really good basketball team. And the Wolves, I don't think that Denver was ever scared. They were never like, yeah, three points. Mike Malone takes the best timeouts, really. Every time he got close, he was on the court, timeout, not going to let him get a run. But Ant tried. He tried tonight. And what you're learning is, and I know that there are people that are pissed off and everyone should be pissed off there's people just sitting in the stands just kind of like looking at yeah. the scoreboard that's yeah, like oh, that's, this I, is it. I, I love you to paint that picture because just and I, I watched the game on tv tonight and by the way there's gonna be uh there's gonna be a wild post game show also as we I'd rather talk about the, the wild the youtube channel tonight <laughs> so we're live here with flagrant howls and judd and declan are go, gonna go live with a post game judd's hockey show all at the same time on the Smart YouTube channel. Go watch so, that. Yeah, no, we'll it was uh, real quick. Two things. One, if you're if you're watching, please click the subscribe button and the like button to help spread the word about uh, this therapy session here. And then, secondly, just to throw it back to you, Kyle. I'd love for you to give us kind of a painting of. I thought just coming through the TV, anyways, the crowd seemed so hot to start the game. They were just ready. I mean, the Wolves kind of took a little lead there early on. The energy, the players were playing with energy. The crowd was ready to rock and roll, but Denver just kept, it kind of felt like Denver kept the crowd at bay too. The Wolves never really got off to a nuclear run. You know, yep. they like the third quarter in Denver in game two, they yep. were never really able to give you the the 21 to five run or something, the blow the roof off target center run. So uh, what, what was the general vibe inside the arena from start to when they kind of realized it was over in the fourth quarter? I mean, Denver, again, just not only did they play well, all five starters in double digits, uh, not a lot of turnovers, just really efficient. Also, like, if you watch the game, and again, this is an excuse. It's more just, like, something I wrote down. They just hit incredible shots. 
like just an incredible shot making performance by them. They shot fifty seven percent, forty percent from three. I think at like halftime, I was like, oh, at least the Wolves are like winning the battle of beyond the arc. Nope, they didn't do that. Oh, they only shot like I said thirteen free throws, but. It was just a well-managed game. Again, it was the best analogy I can think of is when you just hold your little brother off and let him throw his punches around, but he can't hit you because his arms are too short. Uh, This crowd was ready. When Ant cut it to three, uh, there was that sequence, obviously, when Ant had that chase down block. They got a couple baskets, I think cut it from 12 to eight. You said it, right? You tweeted out, Anthony Edwards deserves better. It's what we've kind of been saying all season is like this fan base, it was packed. I know some people were like, oh, there's tickets available. There was really no gaps in the arena. Uh, the whiteout went about as well as I guess those marketing schemes can go, but they were ready, and it's just so disappointing, man. It's so. This is a score north, score north lifestyle, right? Just one of these teams to win, to, to you'd be minted as a, as a legend, because uh, the fans again showed up. I don't think they thought that they were going to fully pull this off, this kind of comeback in the series, but they showed up tonight. Uh, I have no idea what will happen on Sunday, but. They were, they were really loud in that first quarter, and then the Nuggets, I mean, the Wolves' biggest lead was seven, and that was it. They never really had the lead again after the first quarter, so yeah, th- that, shit, a, that shit's tough. There was a couple really key sequences, too, where you know the Wolves are chipping away in the third quarter. They've got it around six or eight points, and Jokic picks up his fourth foul with like five and a half to go. Yep. And they were really unable. That, that would have been the stretch there. Go, go play the next five minutes and take the lead, or, or, or at least tie the game up. And it just seemed like in the non-Jokic minutes, they were unable to really do anything. In fact, I think there was a couple times in the non-Jokic minutes where the lead ballooned back up to 11 or 12 points. So you're just, God, you're just, and, and you think that, that's the funny thing. I think the Wolves are playing shorthand. You look and you say, man, the Wolves are playing their starters 44, 42, 39 minutes. So was Denver, dude. Yeah. You know, D- Den- Denver played eight guys in this game. And all of their start, well, I take that back. Uh, KCP played 29 minutes, but you had Jamal Murray 38, Jokic 38, Michael Porter Jr. 40 minutes. So it's it's two teams that aren't going 9 or 10 deep at this point. And the Nuggets just have, I think I would just call it a more professional, organized, yeah. stoic operation. They're not riding an emotional roller coaster. They know exactly what spots to be at on the floor. If, if the opposing team starts to go on a run, they just sort of regroup. They, they take a quick timeout, and they know exactly they, they, they know exactly what plays to run. They know exactly, even like this might sound ridiculous, but, you know, we're, we're 85 games into regular season and playoffs. And it still feels like the Wolves are hesitating on their offensive rotations, yep. swinging the ball around. It's like they don't fully trust where, where each other are going to be. Um, it just feels like the Wolves operate a half beat more slowly than Denver does because of just lack of chemistry, lack of cohesion, lack of confidence in each other. And I thought that was a huge difference for sure in the in the second half tonight. This this is the Timberwolves podcast, but I, seeing it in person, this Denver Nuggets team, not only is the team really good, the roster is like, this is what you have to figure out now in this series. Last season... You get kind of a series that you should have won against the Grizzlies, and you're like, we can't rebound, we can't protect the rim, whatever, so we're going to go all-in-ish on this on this three-time defensive part of the year. If you've learned nothing else from this series, and I still believe that, like, even if you get swept, it's really good because you're learning things in real time. I mean, I don't know if you have the stats in front of you. We can maybe get into mm-hmm. some porn later. Uh, that's a hell of a 
quote, but uh, <laughs> Anthony Edwards, I think, is no him, context necessary. Him, Michael Jordan, and Kobe are the only three guys with like 30, 35 point. I think I got to find it. It's on ESPN. So, well, tweet well, out. I, well I, there's a similar one. Anthony Edwards moved into second place among. Let's, let's see here. He has the he has the second most <laughs> thirty so point playoff games of anyone under the age of twenty two. So that yep. was his fifth thirty point playoff game. He passed Kobe Bryant on that list. Yep. The only guy with more is LeBron James before the age of twenty two. With also, eight. also the only Timberwolves player with thirty five points, five rebounds, five assists in a playoff game. The other one was, you might have heard of him, Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. Um, and I again, this, they're they're going to probably be done on on Sunday. Uh, this team has showed you no real heart to that level uh, where they can turn it into a gentleman's sweep. But as bad as this series has been, um, the offense has been stagnant at times. Uh, I think Chris Finch has coached a really poor series. <laughs> I mean, there's just too many times where, again, it's like chicken or egg, right? Like, if Nas and Jaden can play, I don't think Austin Rivers, like, dresses. <laughs> but the, this is kind of the cards he's dealt. But there has been no creativity. I mean, again, it's enough, Kyle. Like, cue the Josh Minot stuff. But he would have just given a spark, right? Like, maybe the fans listen to flagrant howls and are like oh my god that josh minor kid's fun like let's put him in and get the crowd going for a second uh because that's not what the crowd sounded like when austin checked in and i like austin rivers but that was like a oh god what are we doing well even well jalen noel tonight it's like all right listen you're gonna play 10 or 12 minutes just need you to go out there and be an offensive spark that's it and don't be a total train wreck defensively and he gives you an 0 for 6 i actually thought tonight was one of kyle anderson's worst games as a timberwolf too we he were just, talking about he, that on Media Row. I think it might, I think, I'd have to, I'm kind of blacked out the first couple of games because they were so rough, but I think it's been a really bad series. Um, they, they're making him shoot even from the mid-range, and he just, obviously, that's not what Kyle wants to do, but they have so much size to put on Kyle. Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, I mean, even, like, you know, KCP's long, Bruce Brown's long, Jeff Green is a long human being, so... I mean, I just think if, if Jaden was in this series, Kyle would have played a lot less minutes because, like you said, they don't really have other options, but no. they just need Jaden's ability to put the ball on the floor and space the floor and defend. And Kyle can do some of those things, but he can't do it all. Uh, man, I I literally walked through the, the Jaden McDaniels Memorial is just right over there, and it's tough. Like, you can just feel the ghost of him. He wasn't even on the bench tonight. Uh they would they could have used him. They wouldn't have won the series. Does it feel but, like there's a brick wall behind the curtain? Does it? Does uh, it sure does as it... hell look like one. That's for sure. Uh, it's, there's there's brick on this side and there's brick on this side. So I would imagine that the brick connects. But uh, how, how much different do you think the series? Let's let's say you had a healthy Jaden McDaniels and you had a healthy Nas Reed, and so your rotation at least can comfortably go eight players deep that you trust. You can put you can put Jaden McDaniels deploy if you need to deploy him on a Michael Porter Jr. for a while. You can if you want to sick him on. Jamal Murray for a while, you probably can, right? Uh, Nas Reed just brings energy and versatility, and I think it's probably. I think they're probably still down two one, but I think it's. I think. I think they lose game one almost regardless. They just came out flat, tired, yep. whatever. Yep. Um, I think they for sure win one of game two or game three, if not both. I do think the series is a lot different with those guys. I I I never made like an actual prediction because kind of just felt like this Denver team was too much for a Wolves team that had played it's not excuse but meaningful games for so many weeks that it just kind of felt like they were again they haven't showed you a toughness uh other than fighting each other but I think it's 2-1 easily with Jaden even if it only goes five again um 
Jane McDaniels is the guy you put on Michael Porter Jr. I actually thought tonight watching Michael Porter Jr. He had 25 points on 10 of 17 shooting. If Michael Porter Jr. plays like that and can give you a game or two in a series where he leads the team in scoring, uh, they're going to win it, or they're going to at least make the Western Con- or the, the NBA Finals because he's such a he's such a just a wonderful player to have. Because if Jamal just needs a break and Jokic again is just dominant, and I, he missed four shots, Phil. I think three of them were in the first quarter. Yeah. Um, but when you can then have Michael Porter Jr. be, I guess, your fourth option at times, but he can create his own shot. He was four for eight from three. Uh, it's they're pretty unbeatable, and he's not a good defender, but he's. He's, if he just puts his arms out, he's long, and he can just d- disrupt passing lanes and everything. So I think Jaden would have played the biggest role on him, um, kind of shutting him down, and then it just gives one less option for the Nuggets to kind of cook. But yeah. Mike Conley tried, man. He ran around screens all night, and Nikhil Alexander-Walker gave him about as much as he could run around screens. But Jokic just stands at the top and has wide-ass hips and just lets guys run around him, and it's uh, it's damn near impossible to stop. Yeah, and I I made this observation after game one, and I'll say it again. Nikola Jokic is everything and more that you hoped Carl Anthony Towns would be at some point. This versatile, multifaceted, unicorn big man who can shoot, he can score inside, he can pass. Like they, they both have skill sets. Jokic just deploys his in such a magnificent, smart, efficient and I'll use the word stoic again, way that Carl Anthony Towns doesn't. Tonight, credit to Cat a little bit. You know, 27-7. and seven, he, he did join the party offensively in the third quarter. Um, would have been nice to to see this version of Cat earlier in the series, and maybe they get a game. But uh, I, I don't know, man. Wait, what, what were your thoughts uh, on his performance tonight? I'm more pro-Carl than you have been, or have been all season. And that doesn't make me right, doesn't make you wrong. Um... And I usually don't like say this because I like Carl. I don't know. Those 27 points just didn't, they weren't hollow, but they just, I mean, I'm yeah. thinking more of the multiple pick sixes he threw on offense that led to easy transition dunks. I mean, that oh, Anthony yeah. Edwards save, correct me if I'm wrong, was like that amazing block that Ann had on the chase down was a Carl turnover. And those things are just deflating. Uh, he doesn't look comfortable out there, not physically, but just the, the two bigs thing. It just, it's so just cluttered and it when Kyle's out there too and he's kind of doing his snaking weaving through the paint they just don't they just don't have the spacing so he did have 27 points I mean he only took four threes I wish he would have taken nine or ten there are multiple times where he would the ball would swing to him and like you said earlier they were hesitant to shoot threes it's like you guys that can't you can't be the best shooting big man of all time and be hesitant to shoot threes um so I don't think it was an empty calorie game but I just didn't think it was a 27 points that I mean, I can't yeah. see how many turnovers he had, but it, well, it he felt like a lot. He doesn't, he doesn't dictate anything. You know, right. he's just, he's just kind of, he's kind of going with the flow of everything else. Jokic dictates. Yeah. Jamal Murray dictates. Mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards dictates. When Carl Anthony Towns tries to dictate, it turns into offensive fouls and just kind of a mess. And so, and you know, we're you know we're almost twenty minutes into this podcast, and I feel like I'm very much just at peace at this point with where things are at. I think the fact that Anthony Edwards, and if I'm lowering the bar too much here, then so be it. But the fact that the fact that Ant is getting another playoff series under his belt before turning 22, and he's largely playing phenomenally in it, that's my takeaway. Like, that's, that's the drug that I need going into the offseason, and everything else needs to revolve around that starting right when this game is over. Trade talks, 
draft going forward with you know the every other year first round picks that you do have everything needs to revolve around anthony edwards and i think if i could go through just a quick little checklist with you of things and this is why i'm sort of at peace like i'm not i'm not super outraged anymore because i've already ranted about everything that there is to rant about in the last two weeks and i stand by everything so here's just some like some some fact sheet truths about the timberwolves right now the two bigs thing doesn't really work nope you, like, they've kind of made it work for stretches, and it hasn't been a train wreck all the time, and there's enough talent where they just kind of they kind of get by for stretches and they'll win some games. Again, it's you know, they're not going they're not going ten and seventy two because of it, but they're it's just not it's not something that I need to see for another eighty two games. If your plan is to be a real contender in the Western Conference. All right. You tried it, yeah, Cat missed fifty games, but that to me, that shouldn't be an excuse or a reason to run the whole thing back again in 2023-24. So the two bigs thing, it's just not, it ain't it. You know, I, I was wrong. I was optimistic about it for a bunch of reasons. I thought smart people made a decision that I should trust. And uh, once again, sports executives sometimes aren't as smart as you give them credit for. So it was a whiff. Number two, Carl Anthony Towns. It is what it is at this point. I wouldn't put this in the clunker bin for playoff report. Like we, you know, we went through the 16 different playoff games and playing games leading into tonight. Eight clunkers and 16. I would not put tonight's game in the clunker category, but you do make some good points about terrible turnovers and pick sixes and just kind of the hollow nature of the 27. He is the third guy on a contending team. Unless he takes some leap that we haven't seen yet at age 28 or 29. He's the Kevin Love, he's the Chris Bosh, he's the Lamar Odom, best-case scenario on a contending team. Can it be here? Now, with Anthony Edwards' emergence, can you find a way to craft this roster so that Cat is the third guy on the Timberwolves and he's out there shooting threes and doing his thing? I don't think you can do it if Gobert's also on the team because those guys together don't work, as we just mentioned. So that's, that's that's the second truth, in fact, for me. And third, Anthony Edwards rises up in big games, and that's something Carl Anthony Towns doesn't do. It's something we haven't seen from a player of this magnitude on the Timberwolves since Kevin Garnett, and it's something that they should desperately be trying to not botch like they did the Kevin Garnett era. That's what I don't want to see, where you make one meaningful run in this Hall of Fame shooting star career. Take this very seriously, Timberwolves. Glenn Taylor, in your last six months of ownership, Mark Laurie, Alex Rodriguez, this is a unicorn situation with Anthony Edwards. Do not squander it by running this all back one more year and getting him even more upset, irritated, and looking around the league at places he might want to go play next. I agree with everything. I Kay. I think it'll be a big offseason. Uh, I know we're not there yet because Sunday they technically play. Uh, and maybe they do push it to a gentleman's sweep. But I, I really do think, like, and I understand from a fran- fan's mentality the frustration of, like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have made the playoffs. Like, no, it wouldn't have mattered because then you would have given up a lottery pick. Like, making the playoffs was good. You can't argue that. And then I think you're seeing, like, he does show up when the lights are the brightest. Like, he really does again tonight. And he's not perfect, man, by any means. Like, he had those three big turnovers. Um, he just fails to make some of the easier passes that might not be an assist, but the hockey pass. This team probably is one of the worst teams in the league at, like, just seeing the hockey pass. 
Um, shout out to yeah. Judd and Declan. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're talking a lot of hockey passes over there on their show. But you are seeing that yeah, this team has just never had – the Kevin Garnett stat is a big one. This team has never had a guy that can impact the game, and it's bigger than just scoring. It's bigger than grabbing rebounds. It's like – as nerdy as it is, Phil, because I'm doing this live from the arena, like when he had that chase down block right down the, like from my vision – it was incredible. It, th- th- there's just not a lot of guys that can do that. Not a lot of guys that are 21. Um, I don't know if it's fire Chris Finch. I don't know if it's trade Carl. I don't know if it's trade Rudy. But I think there needs to be a real come to Jesus moment. I mean, mm-hmm. whoever you think was they did the Rudy thing for to build around, like whether it be Carl's window or whatever, they thought it would be pair next to Antwell. You kind of just have to like kind of swallow your pride a little bit. Whoever's making the decisions, right? Whoever is the president this summer. And just say, no matter how embarrassing this looks or whatever, it would be more embarrassing to make excuses and run it back. There, this team has, we were talking about it on Media Row, like, there are a lot of teams, even though you, you can't think about it right now because you're so mad at the Wolves, that have worse setups. Even if they have more picks or whatever, like, this team has that kid. They got Jaden. I think you're learning now they need to re-sign a Nas Reed no matter what it costs. Like, yeah. worrying about... Like luxury tax or salary cap is should not be on new ownerships radar, right? Especially when you got the team for a discount anyway. So everything we said this last week, I'm sure we'll say this all summer, but I think I've learned that I only really care about one guy on this roster because I think he's I mean, obviously Jaden too, um Josh Minot if he ever gets unglued from the bench, but you're just seeing him and in person, if you can ever get to a game next season, like when he turns it on, man, he is like I don't know if it's a great comp, but it, being a Minnesota sports fan, it's like it's like when Adrian Peterson would just hit another gear running through a hole. It's just there's so much force to him, and you can feel the arena. Like when Ant was chasing him down for that block, you could see like the the crowd rise. Like they could sense like holy shit, he's gonna get this, and he got it. And then it led to a, a spark. Um, but he just doesn't have the stallions to run with them. Um, and literally, like he doesn't. That dude needs to run. He needs to be in transition. He's dangerous. You cannot stop him. He's understood the Euro. He's hung out with Kyle enough. Like, they just <laughs> don't have another guy that can physically... It's not Carl. It's not Rudy. It's not 36-year-old Mike Conley. It's not Kyle. Like, they just don't have another guy that can run with him, and he needs a running mate. Obviously, it's Jaden, but that's got to be something you look at, too, if you decide to move off one of the bigs. Is like, we need to get... If you trade Carl or you trade Rudy, it will not be for one player. I would bet my life on it it'll be for multiple pieces yep that allow you know spread the floor running mate for ant maybe you know another kind of 23 24 year old young guy uh it's gonna be a crazy offseason but he showed up tonight and i'm glad that you know however many people could fit in this place uh they got to see a non-hollow 36 points those were tough 36 points especially when you're going to the paint that many times against the big team and getting 15 free throws so he showed up again, uh, 41 last game, right, 36 tonight. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes out firing on, on Sunday. Uh, he's got a lot of pride to him, so 40 seems like it's this, totally this, doable. This team feels like it has potentially some quit in them because I don't, you know, they've kind of patched it together after I think we all do. punch gate. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, I think we all feel like, we've, I mean, we've just been doing this, Phil, for essentially since New Year's, right? Like that loss to the Pistons when they had their team meeting. It's like, it's just yeah. been a bleeping grind since then, but... Um, I would have been, it's so low bar moral victory, but I would have been pretty bummed if it was like they lost by nine and Ant had 18 points. Cause then it's like, I, what, I don't know, man, like burn it all down. But yeah, he at hey, least real, gave real you quick, something. Are, are you uh just kind of an on-air production meeting here? We're getting some 
So I know that Judd's hockey show, Declan produces Ventline, and he's brilliant at it behind the scenes. He produces Vikings Ventline and everything. I've never personally produced and hosted on the fly an episode of Ventline, but we are getting some requests from people. We have almost a thousand people hanging out with us here on the YouTube channel. You guys are all sick degenerates, like. And there are people that want to come into the show with us. Are you cool? I know you're you're literally sitting here as like the cleaners are going by. Jalen's shooting, getting some shots up. So, so here's what I'd love to do. Um, This is an unorthodox way to do it. But if you would like to join us live on the Flagrant Howls uh, post-game show here, send me an email. Let's just, yeah, just, hell, just send me an email. P-Mackey, P-M-A-C-K-E-Y, at scorenorth.com, S-K-O-R-North.com. P-Mackey at scorenorth.com. And I'll send out, I'm not going to be, we're not going to be able to get to everyone who emails, but we will send out the invite link. To uh, to a few people, and we will turn this into a vent line. So hit me up, pmackey at scorenorth.com, and I'll send out the email. Um, you bring you bring up Nas Reed here for a second. I th- I think it's jumping the gun a little bit to say right now that like Nas Reed is a better overall player than Rudy or Cat, but I will say, I think Nas should be your top priority because of how old he is. He aligns with Anthony Edwards and Jade McDaniels age-wise. I think he makes a lot more sense for that sort of up and down. You want to get out, you want to run. You want to let Anthony Edwards get out, run. Nas Reed can play that style. I would prioritize him heavily this offseason. And if that meant expediting the departure of a Carl Anthony Towns or trading Rudy Gobert for 25 or 30 cents on the dollar, I would just have to confront that reality but I'm, I'm going to commit to a nucleus of 21 to 23-year-olds that are fairly reasonably priced, even though we're headed toward max contracts at some point with Anthony Edwards. And then I start to sort of build the rest out from there. And if I can get assets for one of the other two big guys or both of them, I'm exploring that. So, like, where do you, as I go and check my email here, where are you at now? And I know the series isn't over yet. The season's not over yet. But on Nas Reed specifically. Oh, I think you have to resign him. And I don't... Just to correct or to clarify, I didn't. I don't think he's better than Carl or Rudy. I just back to your point. It's like he's going to cost, even at the high end, he's going to cost one third, one fourth of what those guys make per year. And you know, you brought up some stuff earlier that I thought was really good talking about the fans here. Uh, we were all talking. At, I showed up. I always show up to these games at five. That's kind of what I do. Uh, accidentally forgetting that tonight's game was at eight thirty, not seven. So I were have been you there, there at five tonight for a full day. <laughs> um, that's but, hilarious, dude. But you forget that, like... Oh, my God, my inbox right now. <laughs> I think fans... <laughs> this is insane. And, Phil, you know this, because this yeah, I, I do that. defer to you as, like, you are one of the Minnesota kind of sports guys. Uh, these fans are way smarter than, I think, my fans were when my dad was growing up. I just... I think you have more access to data. You see more angles. You have... You just read more content. Um, so, I think the fans are really smart. And at some point, too, like, you got to put a team out there that's competitive... We just got to put a team out there that's like enjoyable, and this team was just not enjoyable uh, for most of the season. They haven't really been enjoyable in these playoffs. They pretty much lost like what now, ten of the twelve quarters, maybe eleven of the twelve quarters. So, are you uh, are you gonna be able to people pull this are, off, dude? Dude, people are pissed, and this is gonna be glorious. Kyle, is the You're, bar still open? Get... Is the is the what's the uh, is the Cambria Club bar still open? You might want to go. Royce's right here if you want to get Royce on. Is he? Is he yeah. Royce? It's past his bedtime. What the hell is Royce doing? 
Um, so yeah, we, we're, I'm sending the invite to a bunch of fans right now, and there's some people, and I and you might have I almost feel like I kind of feel bad because last year when the Wolves were going through that Memphis series, I was literally on here calling Carl Anthony Towns a clown ten different times <laughs> and just losing my mind. I feel so much more zen about where this franchise is because I think a year ago Anthony Edwards was showing some flashes, but you still weren't sure, and I was more mad that Carl was the centerpiece of the franchise and he wasn't coming close to delivering. I have so come to terms with who Carl Anthony Towns is, and I think the Timberwolves have too. And I'm so happy that Anthony Edwards is becoming one of the best young guards in the NBA in front of our eyes, that I care less about the team getting beat. No, that's kind of that. where, where I'm at, dude. Like, I- This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines, and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. I'm sure you're going to bring someone up and send out the invites, but I'm just going to use this as a selfish plug. Uh, it's There's still nothing better than playoff basketball. I wrote the atmosphere here. The pregame stuff was awesome. Uh... It means a lot that there's this many crazy sickos listening to this right now. Uh, you should see my inbox right now. All right, so we're, I'm sending these out. People are going to join us here shortly. It, I mean, <laughs> it's just it's incredible that there's still a fan base here after how many years this team has just been in the cellar. So I said it, Phil, when we did this pod, I think when we started it, right, uh, last July. Aunt, Anthony Edwards is 21 years old. I think he saved the franchise uh, in a multitude of ways. And now you're learning that, like, okay, he needs help. Uh, and I'm excited to see if what people – I'm sure we're going to get some trade ideas here uh, in the chat or when we bring people on. But uh, I will remember this playoff series and this series. I mean, we forget that Anthony Edwards made an all-star team. We forget that Anthony Edwards is on a nightly basis getting tweets out that it's like it's only him, Luca, and LeBron that have ever done this before. So, yes, dude. Uh, do you, okay, do you, think, do you think that's his trajectory – like, do you do you think in three years Anthony Edwards is going to be just legitimately one of the four best players in the NBA? He's he he still has growth. He's not as efficient as some of the top scorers. But I think he needs like a third and a fourth. Like he he has two offensive moves basically, right? Bullhorn your way into the paint and get a layup and shoot a three. Um, and he needs like a little bit more of a layered offensive game. And I think he needs to be more engaged regularly on defense. But do you, do you think he's headed toward that type of status in the NBA? Hundred percent. Okay. Because anyone that's anyone that's in this chat at midnight Central Time Zone has watched all eighty-two of Ant for the last three years, and you've seen how far he came as like kind of a pudgy rookie from Georgia. Who yeah. We thought when they drafted him in November. I mean, dude, that's that's another thing too. Is like I don't even think it's been three full years that he's been here because the draft was so late in twenty twenty. So he has taken leaps and bounds and I think you can trust I mean I think there were times too Phil where it's like does he have the work ethic does he have the drive does he love basketball to that level that you would really give the keys to a 1.5 billion dollar franchise all those questions have been answered you know that he can drive the car you know that he can manage the house and now it it, I don't want to say woe is me syndrome but it's like don't worry about whatever mistakes you made last July don't worry about what like there's still a lot of talent on this roster, but I think we've learned, and I stand by it, I think it's the deepest team in Timberwolves history, but now it's about, okay, 
the talent doesn't fit. So you have the talent, you still have all the assets, you got a bunch of cars in the garage, but now even if you got to sell those cars for 90 cents on the dollar, you have a one-of-a-kind Lamborghini that uh, a lot of teams that aren't in the playoffs or as soon as all these other teams, when the Hawks get bounced out, right, when the, I don't know, the Warriors or all these other teams get bounced out, they don't have those Lamborghinis. And this team does. So as bad as it looks, as bad as the draft sheet looks, uh, as many picks as they owe, uh, that's what this is all about. That's all I'll take away from this last week is it's all about the kid. Uh, Bring him by in. the way, old, old Macadac, sorry to the first five people I emailed back. I accidentally sent you the Judd's Hockey Show link. And so I'm <laughs> Send me following up here. Let's uh, all right. Let's start. We're going to transition this to a flagrant howls vent line session. Let's start with Michael here. All right. What's the up, only rules here are don't get us fired. Keep it clean. There are kids watching. Otherwise, fire away, Michael. You're first up on Wolves vent line here, man. Hey guys, how you doing? We're you know we're, we're 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 pretty zen considering the circumstances. So how are you doing? I I was upset. I appreciate that you are then. It's making me feel a little better. <laughs> okay. For being off on me. Okay. Um, I'll just I'll, I'm gonna try and keep it really short because I know you guys got a lot of stuff you want to get. What is the most disappointing thing for me is how much talent I think this team has, and just how fall I think they short they how short I think they fall. Uh, I don't I don't think you trade. For a four first round, four first round picks for a guy who can't really make his own shot, you can argue about how. I mean, did you see the fourteen foot fadeaway at the elbow tonight by Rudy Gobert? <laughs> what do you mean he can't make his own shot? <laughs> I, don't think I didn't even watch because I get so upset watching. I watch the wild because I'm more emotionally unattached to that. Uh, yeah, disappointing. I'm trying to be zen like you, Phil, uh, uh, but. They have a lot of talent, and they just they just fall short. And that's yeah, no, Michael. Thanks for coming on Wolves Vent Line, leading us off here. I think he you makes can be a, pissed. By the way, just because we're a little bit more zen doesn't mean you can't. No, be and pissed I think he everyone. makes a good point. And again, I we, the bar is low. All the same stuff that we've said for like six, seven, eight months, eight years, thirty-four years, whatever. Uh, the difference between this and all the other stuff that I used to cover is that those teams didn't have good players. <laughs> uh, and I think that's why, you know, as you kind of figure it out, like that's why there's more expectations. That's why this is more frustrating. Wolves fans were never frustrated in April because we were all just having garage sales and getting ready for spring. Uh, now this team is like showing you like, actually, we can do some stuff. And it's like, oh, well, then I'm going to expect you to kind of do that again. And they're like, no, 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 we're not going to do it that often. Like we're just going to do it once a week. So Michael makes a good point. There's a lot of talent on this team. That's why I'm not as doom and gloom as everyone else. Um, but. I think we've known now after 85 games. We used to drink after small sample size in October, November. No more small sample size. <laughs> we know that this this roster, as constructed, simply cannot work. Even when you get two guys back with full four hands. Timberwolves vent line here on flagrant howls. Let's fun. go to we got Kyle in the arena. Let's go to Jake. What's up, Jake? How you doing, boys? How's it going, buddy? What's happening, man? I guess I just have a few takes to just go with real quick here. Uh, I guess I'll start off with a big one. I'm tired of watching Carl Anthony Towns play basketball. I really am. Like, every time he gets the ball, you know, at the three-point line, I'm either looking for him to just shoot it, but then half the time he ends up just start dribbling. He looks like a deer trying to cross the highway, and he just looks like bright eyes. Like, <laughs> what do I do with it? And then he just either turns it over or just hacks up a shot and complains. I'm, I'm just tired of it. He brings little to nothing. 
for me at this point. Um, otherwise, I think they're forced to keep Gobert for probably another year or two. Just, I mean, I think, I think they just have to. I think you trade Towns. I think you have to just stick with Gobert. Otherwise, it's a total just failure. I think you just yeah. roll with Mr. Big, get Nas Reed back. And then I think the other big priority is, like you guys were talking about, is find a running mate for um, Edwards there. They need to find probably a new point guard. It's 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 tough when you're not going to have like any real like lottery picks. But somehow maybe it's through that Towns trade. But, I mean, at this point, I don't know what value you really got out of Towns. Like, I don't – you're not getting like a De'Aaron Fox type player for him. Like, not even close. So, I don't yeah, know. It'll be, yeah, it'll be really – Jake, thank you, dude. Appreciate Thanks, you coming on Absolutely. here, staying up late with us on this Friday night. Um, if they do float towns at some point, it'll be so interesting to see what the offers are, what type of it. It, it probably involves a third team or something, but I don't think you're getting a go bear package. I don't no. think that's happening, but are you, would you get three picks and a player and maybe take on a big salary or something? You know, I don't know what that looks like I, yet. I don't think you'll ever get a Gobert package for, like, anything ever again um, because I think that was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that was mixed in with new owner syndrome and all that stuff. Uh, but I also, and again, the people listening to this, I I think Wolves fans are some of the smartest sports fans there are because they've just continued to come back to the well and there's nothing here. and they're, That might make them crazy, but at least they're smart about basketball. But I'm, I'm just so against the idea that, like, he's not going to get you a lot um, because we, as a Wolves community, are having a really tough weekend. But so are, like, 26 other teams, right? I mean, we are less than a month or a year from when the Jazz again failed to make it out of the first round uh, with, you know, to make it a deep playoff run with Rudy and Donovan Mitchell, and they got crazy packages for us. If you would have asked, what's Rudy Gobert going to get on the market 12 months ago? It wouldn't have been the package, and it probably wouldn't even have been eighty percent of that. So, yeah. it just comes down to you know, there's some new owners coming into the league, or you know, do the Hornets get sold this summer? Does Michael Jordan so- sell them, and do they want to make a big splash? Uh, there's a bunch of teams that are going to be probably dangling. You know, does James Harden leave the Sixers, and how does that affect things? Like, there's just so much movement now in the NBA that I think trading him is. I- I'm with him on the idea that I think you keep Rudy for another year. He's so tough to watch play basketball. But I think he does a lot of things. Again, like the top 10 defense that the Wolves had this year for the first time in a millennium. And Carl missed 55 of those games. Like, that's not Carl. That was a lot of Rudy. So it's not aesthetically pleasing. But I still kind of think he's worth another year of the experiment if you just have more spacing around him and not two bigs blocking well, and that's what rim. And that's what Utah did, right? U- yeah. Utah had Rudy Gobert and then four dudes on the perimeter for the majority right. of the time that, that he was there. And, and here's the crazy thing. I'm a big analytics guy. I don't think you should just judge basketball based off analytics. But Rudy Gobert led the Timberwolves in win shares per 48 minutes this year. He was the analytically, because he's, he's efficient in his offensive game. He doesn't have a wide-ranging offensive game, but he's not going to. Dude, he's not going three for 13, right? Mm-hmm. So even if he's not that great on offense... He'll he'll have two plays minimum every night where a ball goes off his ping pong paddle hands and out of bounds. He's one of the worst pass catching big men I've ever seen play basketball. But he also has like three easy cleanup dunks alley oops too. And I think the whole total package put together is a positive value efficient player 
if you put him in the right circumstance. And again, he led the Timberwolves in win shares per 48. He led the Timberwolves in player efficiency rating this season. Just ahead of Nas Reed, by the way. Um, Carl Anthony Towns is always up there as well. But I think if you feel like you have to trade one of these two guys and you can get a lot more for Carl Anthony Towns, that probably makes more sense. So I think I agree with Jake. Let's get to someone else here. Let's get to noted Timberwolves YouTuber, Cooper. Hey, oh, the collaboration we've all been How waiting for. Doing? Oh, my God. What's going on, dude? I was hoping to get on Judd's Hockey Show. What am I doing? You here? know, I'm, I'm sorry. I, sa- I sent five links to Judd's Hockey Show. I'm sorry to those of you. I, 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 this is my stuff. first time using email, so I'm really kind of confusing. Yeah. No, for me, I mean, I just genuinely don't know how to feel, man. It just sometimes feels like watching this team is a chore, which is <laughs> it's tough because, like, it, I always go back to where did I feel beginning of the season. I was more hyped up than anybody. This, you're all going to be wrong about this Gobert trade, national media, you idiots. And now I'm just, you know, I'm live after every game, like, just looking like an idiot. And it is. Did you already, is, did you already but... go live or are you going to go live after this? No, I already did mine. And okay. I wasn't as zen as you Lucky. guys. So I'll just spoil guy. it. You just lit it all on fire, actually. <laughs> Carl was traded. Rudy was traded. But yeah, um, fan perspective, it's just, I get it. Like, Ant, Ant's great. He's the future. But as of right now, everything is just kind of, I don't know, stagnant. Because, again, they're in the playoffs. That's cool. They don't get there very often. But beginning of the off or beginning of the season, sixth seed was like the floor. And I know Carl, 50 games, he missed all that time. But sixth seed was the floor. They got the eighth seed. They're in it. But it's just it's just a chore. And Ant's playing great. But I don't So know. where, where are you happy. at with, with Cat right now? I'm off. I mean, I'm done. It's just, <laughs> I'm so done. Coop. I will probably be back, you know, after a little convincing here and there. Same thing happened last off season <laughs> or last season, the playoffs. But it's just people are saying, like, you got to give them a full off season with Gobert or a full season with Gobert. But then I just come back to, sure, they do that. Maybe they win 50 games next season. Maybe they get the third or fourth seed. They're in the playoffs. Why will the playoffs change? Like the regular season can certainly change. They can go win 50 games with Carl and Rudy and all that. Cool. Mm-hmm. But the playoffs, I don't see... You know, I'm just not getting any reason that things well, are going to change. I think my biggest question about Cat, so again, we're eight years in. He's in his prime right now. When you watch some of his peers, the guys who are a yep. year or two close to his age, the, the like his, his class of skilled big men includes, I think, the guy that he's going against in this series, uh, Jokic, Joel Embiid. I would say Sabonis has kind of risen into that category in the last couple seasons. Um, and, I mean, a it's telling others. also that like it used to be those three, and now we're including guys like Sabonis with right because he's because you know? he's caught yeah. up. Yeah, and exactly. and and Mike, like when you when you watch the Sixers, Joel Embiid is the identity. You can you can even you can just like think in your head, okay, the Sixers are in a close game in the fourth quarter. What does their offense look like? And you can envision Embiid at the elbow, right, doing his Embiid thing. You can envision Jokic running the whole show from the top of the key, pick and roll, everything, right. There's no identity. We're eight years in, and like Carl Anthony Towns, sometimes he's just standing out there jacking dumb threes. Sometimes he's barreling into a defender. And again, tonight he ultimately he scored 27 points. He was he was not terrible right. tonight by his playoff standard. But there's just like he doesn't have anything he can go to in a moment of basketball crisis that just calms the whole situation. I feel like he just adds gasoline to to a basketball brush fire almost every time he's in a big game. Yeah, and I don't know if that's yeah. going to change at this point. He's not 22 years old. 
no, for sure. I'm glad I could kind of be the match too to really get you going on cat tonight. You were kind of laying <laughs> off a little bit, but uh, I'm I still really bad. Care. I like pile on the guy every time I, I turn my microphone on. You know, <laughs> I, mean, I, just, uh, I just, I mean, Coop, I'm with you. I just don't know. It's just frustrating. I keep saying that like if you're in this and you're mad. I mean, Coop, Coop, and I go way back. So I've always been yeah. telling him like, "Ant, save the franchise," and I believe that. I really believe I that. Agree. I don't think you I just get... wish they were more saved right now. Right. I don't think teams get opportunities to have guys like every year there's top five picks but a lot of those guys don't become this early what he's become so I think the Wolves despite every joke you can make about them and every pick they've traded away and all the dumb stuff they've done I think they still have an out but it's also a burden right like it's like a, what is the Spider-Man thing like with great responsibility comes or something <laughs> figured out but like they have to make this work they can't be like well we have ants like you were saying it earlier Phil it's like the KG thing. Don't just be like, ah, oh, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out when he's like 26 or 27. No. You figure out now. And if that means that you got to move no. off of guys, I mean, like, listen, man, if you can't be worried about what Carl could go do somewhere else if you've seen enough that it's not going to work here, right? Like, I don't Everything really think about, about I don't really think about Andrew Wiggins anymore. Like, Andrew Wiggins became D'Lo. They made a play-in series, whatever, and then he became Mike Conley and Nons and picks. Like, you just got to do what's best for you if that's some role players or some, like, you know, like a, I don't know, Gary Trent Jr. or... OJ Ananobi and a pick from Toronto or something like stack the cupboard a little bit and then just find a bunch of guys that fit that kid because you might never get another chance at someone who Phil and I just said I think is has a chance to be a Luke in the Luca conversation when he's 23 I mean like Phil said too, you just don't win in the NBA Coop you know this like until you're like 26 look at the teams right now that have the best chance to win the finals none of those guys have 21 year old stars right not Philly not the Celtics not the Bucks not the Nuggets not the Warriors not the Suns, like, they don't have a guy like Ant. So this didn't work this year. But there's still a chance, right. and you just got to pride aside. And that's going to be the biggest thing, Phil, that we'll probably just get drunk and yell at all summer. Is like, do, they, do you have the confidence in yourself to put pride aside and just say, we messed up, and we're going to fix this? Or are you just going to lean into your mistake? Coop, give us, uh, give us 30 seconds of takes here before we get to... Some other frustrated off, Wolves fans. My night was capped off, or the game was capped off by Pat Bev tweeting about the Wolves and me just remembering that they kept Austin Rivers over him. And it wouldn't have made a difference, but it would have added a little bit of fun oh, to the I'm, team. But I missed this. What, what did he say? Is. Just lock in with the Wolves emoji, and it's just like, man, imagine him on this. Just fun. You know, I just want fun. Again, I do all my live streams as, like, you know, what you guys are doing right now, treating it as, what it, you know, going basketball mode. But right now, going purely fan. Like, I know, I'm a little uh, irrational right now, but man, I just wanted a fun season and it just has been, I know they won 42 games or whatever, but it's just not been fun at all. And Isn't it crazy? They've been to the playoffs three times in the last 19 years and two of the three have just been atrocious Dude, and yes. awful and pulling teeth to watch. Yeah, like it's two, been, they've had spurts, but this season was just like... But two yeah. of those three have come with Ant and Jaden. And it's, a, I, it's, I know. it's, it's sometimes again, you. it's like, I actually, I'm just a softy. I'm such... A broken human being but I will always really like Carl because I as a Minnesota fan kind of also enjoy like the loyalty I think he's a good person around the community but I also just think too it's like you got to rip the bandaid off I, I believe in the get out one year early rather than one too late uh, and I think you can only have one you know you, you really see teams build around two guys right like Ant and Jaden maybe they're your Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum uh, but you just you gotta you gotta rip the bandaid off. You gotta swallow your pride, and you gotta figure it yep. out this off season because it's funny. But in the NBA, like you don't get an off season off. Every off season off season is just compounding and more important than the last one. So, but I will say this, Phil, because doing this this week, we're going live after these games, and it's tough, and it makes me sad, and I drink a lot. 
but Coop does it every night. So if you're listening to this, like <laughs> Coop, Cooper, Coop does it on like you know like February twentieth oh. yeah, after yeah. a Pelicans, uh, you know, when the a, Wolves a lost Hornets to the Pistons lost. on New Year's, I went out to bars and blacked out, and Coop was like just trying blacked to entertain the masses. Yeah. So uh, like, sorry, shout out to Coop. Go back. Coop is one of the the good ones. So and we'll I'm figure here it on out. A Coop. Friday night with you guys. Yep, that's yeah. what it's all about. Hey, tell the audience, tell the Scornoth audience, uh, where can they find you if they're looking for uh, regular Wolves content, Cooper? Yeah, absolutely. So it's just Timberwolves Daily on YouTube channel. It's not so much daily, but it's after every single game at least, and we'll be going through the season. Off season's going to be a blast because who knows where we're going with this? So yeah. Timberwolves daily on YouTube. Check and if Tim out. Conley runs it back, it's going to be Timberwolves monthly for Coop because he's not going to be able to keep doing it this way. So, <laughs> we'll awesome, see, man. man. Appreciate you guys. All right, there he is, uh, Cooper from Timberwolves Daily. Let's keep it rolling here. Let's just fly through a bunch of therapy sessions here. Vikes fan forty-seven. Oh, let's go. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Kyle. Your show is now my favorite show on Score North. <laughs> wow, dude. Thank okay. you. Guys, okay. I'll bring is that up in negotiations. food metaphors or what really hooks you in? <laughs> well, maybe it's because I'm a closet, like, super fan of the Timberwolves. And they've sucked for so long that it's now just this rejuvenation period for the franchise. Yeah. But uh, um, so I have a few things, a few takes. Let's hear them. We, we trade both the centers because we have a starting five and he's injured right now. Nas Reed, we play small. We get someone on the wing, like a DeJounte Murray. He hit a big shot tonight. Hopefully the Hawks flame out. We get him this offseason. Or a veteran like DeMar DeRozan or Bradley Beal. We could do like a hat for Bradley Beal. Tim Connolly for Bradley Beal. There we go. I think that's the I think yeah. that's the swap. Doesn't I mean it's possible Connolly makes more money per year now than Bradley Beal, based on the contract <laughs> that uh, Lori and Arod locked him into. But we so you're done. Things. So you're out on. You're going to trade both Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. You're going to yes, put sir. Luca Garza as the uh, the backup big <laughs> to Nas Reed. Well, I, I, I know Kyle's here for that for sure. Luca Garza looked so good in warmups. Again, I was here. I might have been the first person in the arena, and I just want a quick update. There is no one else out here right now, so it's just me. So it takes in five. So but, uh, all these all these media yokels go back to the the media room, right? They yeah, they're all they in the locker room, gr- and I they don't grind down the court like Kyle does after games. I, I will say I, I'm with I'm with you. Uh, I I think we're getting to the point now, right? Where we have to trade one of the guys this summer. I I just think it might be a slap in the face to the fans and to basketball to try to run it back and just say, well. We had a bunch of injuries. Um, I do think I would tattoo Nas Reed's name on my arm. But I also remember I was a guy that said, when it's bad with Nas, it's terrible. I don't, it's kind of like, I don't think you're saying this, but Phil, remember when we hated, we didn't like watching D'Lo play so much that we're like, well, start Jordan McLaughlin. He doesn't even play. So I don't know if Nas Reed is the guy that like, Again, in the West, like you can't throw Nas Reed out there four times a season against against Jokic. But I'm with you that they should resign him. He's a perfect big off the bench. You can start him at the four sometimes. But I'm with you that one guy probably needs to be moved, and it needs to be moved in the next you know yeah. three months. And Vikes fan forty seven. We got to run to some other fans here, but thank you uh, for the stuff, kind though. words. Great stuff. Appreciate you. I'm sure you. we'll see you on a Vikings vent line in a few months as well, <laughs> or whatever other therapy <laughs> sessions you need, free of charge here. On Scornhearth, Kyle sitting courtside. By the way, uh, still almost a thousand people hanging out with us. Fifty minutes into this, Jalen Noel came out and got a bunch of shots up. He looked really frustrated. So that's a please credit me that Jalen was working out after the game. He made more shots than he did during the game, which is tough. 
yeah, 0 for 6 in 14 minutes. Could have used that practice before the game, perhaps, or maybe at halftime. But uh, I digress. If you're still hanging out with us here, if you could click the subscribe button and the like button, it helps spread the word about this uh, Minnesota sports fan community that you guys are helping us build here. Let's try Nate. You're on oh, Wolves Ventline, Nate. What's going on, guys? What's up, Nate? What's up, dude? Yeah, not a whole lot. Uh, just uh, I think halfway through that second half, I kind of came to terms with the fact that this series was kind of over. You know, yeah. like we all had the hope going into it that, you know, the Wolves could maybe pull something off here. But, you know, I think the one thing that I noticed was the contributions the Nuggets have and the execution that they have offensively is at such a high level compared to the Wolves. It just seems like the Wolves are kind of uh, flying by the seat of their pants sometimes. Like they don't know what to do. Um, and I want to also point out, I know Carl scored 27 points. And uh, also, I, I wanted to point out earlier that Kyle had a great uh, drop of the word girth. Um, <laughs> oh, God. So, <laughs> but I'm uh, trying not to get canceled, Nate. Yeah, don't, don't I know. Bring it I up. know. Uh, but uh, so, Carl, three separate turnovers, right? Two bad passes, uh, one cross court, one just ill advised. And then he tried that really weird lob to Rudy where it was like, Carl, you know, that's not you, man. Like, what, what are you doing? You know, it's just like he just like of- he just like gets outside of himself. It's like that's the best way I, he doesn't he doesn't have I don't know what the word is like. Like when you watch Jokic play, his whole game is part of a thick tree trunk, you know, and, and it's it's just it's a it's a stabilized game. And Carl, someone came on earlier and said Carl is the young deer that's like stumbling across the road for the first time, trying to avoid traffic. And it's year eight, and he still looks like that in these games. And that's the maddening thing. Well, it just seems like it seems like with Carl, it's like he scored 27 points, but did he really have an effect on them winning, or did he just keep them in yeah. the game? Yeah. yeah, he was just kind of, yeah, he was, he's, he was a complimentary piece. And that's you know? the thing, too. And, like, I think another great point is, you know, we had 10 bench points. You know, I mean, they had Christian Braun come on. They had Bruce Brown come on. I mean, they all contributed. And, I mean, uh, is it uh, Porter? My goodness. Like, you know, and that we just can't defend that, that handoff at the top of the key. We can't, you know. And I don't, what, what, do you, what do you do, I, though? They execute so well, and Jokic is just so good at finding the right pass. And their give-and-goes are just so quick. And the one-touch passing, and mm-hmm. we just can't compete with the Nuggets. They're just too good, and they execute at just – Way too high of a level. Great Nate, stuff. Nature, Nate. nature replaced me. Nate said it better than I could. That box score for the Nuggets starting five was beautiful. I believe in the hierarchy of sports, and they know their hierarchy. They know who eats first. They know who eats second. They know who eats third. I mean, they had such a balanced – of all the things we were wrong on, Phil, uh, we might have just been a little too uh, wrong on maybe how good the Nuggets were because they stumbled into the playoffs. But I still think they're a fake one seed. I'm going to stand fun, by that, that take. I think if, if they get that production from Michael Porter, I mean, their fifth best player tonight – was Aaron Gordon and it's like wow like if you replace Carl in lineups with Aaron Gordon just kind of more of like a springy four they can block you know block shots hit a three um rebound I just that's a really good team uh so credit to them again as we're an hour in like the Nuggets played really good basketball but I think he brings up a good point even without or without the injuries or with the injuries the Wolves just got nothing from their bench I mean Kyle Anderson had two points tonight and he played 30 minutes that's just Mm -hmm. that's not going to do it great stuff from uh Wolves fan Nate there. Let's go to Will. What's up, Will? You're on Wolves. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, dude. Hey, man, I just want to say, man, 
I've seen everybody piling on Jaden McDaniels for um, breaking his hand, but I just want to say when you're out there playing defense, that is all effort. And when people are just not giving you the energy and tenacity that you want, you're going to get frustrated. And that was a big sign to me that we need to keep this guy because along next to Ant, I mean, that's energy all day packaged up. And I and really, I feel like we should trade Carl for Draymond Green and someone else over there. You know what I'm saying? Just get somebody I, I love, who can teach I love Ant the reckless trade ideas tonight. I love this, dude. We've got... We've got some great reckless trade ideas. And I want to say this about Jay McDaniels. Dumb question. Is it illegal to play with a cast on your hand? Because if I have the option of, of running Jalen Noel out there to play no defense and go 0 for 6, or, you know, all due respect to Austin Rivers, seems like a great guy, fun to have in your locker room. But if I, if I could get 20 minutes of Jay McDaniels in a cast and just say, dude, you're not a threat to shoot, but if you could just go out there and kind of shadow Jamal Murray for a little while, you know, is it illegal? Can you are you not allowed to play with a cast on your hand? That's we need to email the NBA league office here, Kyle. Kyle, you're in the arena. Go find a league official and ask questions about this. I got caught I'll up. Jaden <laughs> McDaniels in a cast would be excellent in this series because at least there's energy that Ant can feed off of. I mean, Ant's out there playing his ass off on defense and offense, and when you have Carl throwing the ball away, Rudy getting mad for no reason, and just. It's just not a good energy there for Ant. And Ant needs someone like Draymond or Patrick Beverly who can just come in there and be like, hey, Ant, we're going to do this, me and you, no matter what. And Jaden is that guy. And Jaden is someone who can grow alongside Anthony Edwards. But you need somebody who's able to just defend, pass the ball, and teach Ant how to play off the ball. Because that's all he's missing right now. He has everything except the off-ball, nowhere to go. You know what I mean? So... No. Yeah, that's all I wanted to say, man. Get Draymond here. I like Will, that. Will, awesome, Draymond. man. So we'll, get Draymond, but keep Rudy so that if if worse comes to worse, you can at least either stomp on your opponents or punch them, whatever. You got two bodyguards for Anthony yeah. Edwards. Great. Will, thank you for coming in, man. Some great insight. Uh, actually, let's go to, we have another Will here. Will number two. Will number two. You're hey, how's it going? Oh, Will, here. way zoomed in. Holy cow. How's there it going? Go. What's going on, man? No, Will, I um, Will has a mic and everything. Will's this is great. Yeah, Will, yeah. Will is in a this. professional podcast studio right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of echoing a lot of thoughts people have had. This is kind of like the first time I've really been in on the, I think it's time to trade Cat. I, I, I haven't been there for a while just because of not just how talented he is, but also how unique his set of skills are. But you guys kind of touched on it. I don't think he can be the number one on a team just from like personality and leadership wise. And I don't know if he can become a number two here because he's tried to force himself into the number one mold for so long that like, I just don't think it can happen. And I think the team just needs to get over the fear. And I've had the fear too of like, if they trade cat and he wins, wins a ring, excuse me, like that might just happen. But I think it's time. Like, I just well, think the, it's like time. Wiggins, because I've I've seen a lot of comments about Wiggins, or or sometimes it's framed as, well, you guys wanted to run Wiggins out of town because he wasn't a winning player, and then he wins a championship with an already established dynasty. Correct. Yeah. Like yeah. Wiggins, and that's the thing when you pay a guy a max contract, you cultivate a guy from age nineteen, pay him a max contract, he's in a position whether he's meant to be or not, as the leader of your franchise. 
And so the argument mm-hmm. with Wiggins, and now we're, we're we're and the and the same thing for Kevin Love too, and we're standing at the same bridge with Carl Anthony Towns. It was never that they aren't good basketball players or that they aren't quality, you know, rotation pieces. It was can you have Andrew Wiggins as the best player on your team or second best player and contend in the West with him making that much money? And the answer was no. Yeah. And he goes to Golden State, he can kind of settle in and be the third or fourth guy. And he discovered rebounding for the first time in the finals last year. It was great. Congratulations to Andrew for uh, grabbing 12 rebounds. And for Cat, it's the same thing, man. It's Kevin Love. It's Andrew Wiggins. They're not bad basketball players, but they just can't be the number one guy that you're building a contender around. It's so glaringly obvious at this point. Yeah. And with Cat, like, I don't even think it's the talent that's stopping him from being the number one. It's like the personality and, and the leadership stuff. Like, it's it's almost at times felt like he's tried to mold himself into someone he's not and like credit to him like this team this franchise needed a number one and he tried as hard as he could to be that number one but like you, you just go back like through all like the jimmy butler era and just all the times where it's like man we really could have used you to step up as a leader and mm-hmm. you just didn't yeah will will number two bringing some great takes to the table here thanks yeah. for coming on wool's vent line will yeah, appreciate you, man. So I think you'd appreciate this uh, a little behind the scenes. Uh, our good friend Doogie and Pierre are just doing news hits right now. Like we're just they're, they're just on the on the court. Like just, are we live yeah. on five five eyewitness news right now? Pierre's well, it's right probably here not doing live. Channel nine and Doogie's over there and uh, the media and they never sleep. They, is the, Doogie wearing a suit and tie? He What's is. He? he had a nice blue suit. He didn't uh, really rep the. I don't know if he. I don't know if Doogie has an all white suit. I would have loved to have seen that, oh, but uh, wow. that man was here early today and late tonight, and I know his kids have baseball practice tomorrow, he said. So uh, credit to that man, just a five-tool guy in the news media, and he's everywhere. Alex Rodriguez had a white suit tonight. It, I saw it on I his will, Instagram account. I will say it, it looked pretty cool in person, uh, but, man, did that, that guy still has the athlete in him. He gets so nervous. He just paces right here and goes back and like oh no that was actually he was nervous about finding enough cash to make the third and final (laughs) installment of of the payment you he was nervous but it was it's financial i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say it glenn wasn't here tonight by the way i don't know where glenn taylor was but uh maybe it was past his bedtime oh he didn't have any uh white sweaters that was the problem he only had probably colors last time he was here for a playoff game someone glued their damn hand to the course maybe he was nervous about that what's up jmac jmac 23 is on wolves vent line what's good fellas hey man buddy Man, all right, so I got a couple things to rant about. Can you yeah, hear me? Fire. Yeah, fire away. Hit it. Okay, um, Carl Anthony Towns, both sides. We know he's deer in headlights on offense, but defense. Um, Just Bruce Brown, just looking at him, driving right past him. Dude, Cat at one on, point, at one on. point, Cat called, Cat like yelled at his teammates for not helping him on a drive by Bruce Brown. But then you you got Aaron Gordon in the post too, who's just putting work on him down in the post too. So it's like he's during the headlights on offense, but then on defense, he's a liability. He's got to go too. other thing. Chris Finch is just a, a a terrorist. He's he's, got to go, man. It's does he even coach? Seriously. Yeah, I need to have a drink. So, I need to have a drink with J Mac. Yeah. That was that was the highlight of my Friday. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people because there's there's oh, there's well, I'm not saying that there's two binary like paths here, but 
changing the roster is hard, right? Because you have now you have to go figure out you're going to trade Cat, Gobert. What are you going to do? Is you know what what are teams open for business? Changing a coach out is very easy. You could just if you said, yeah. all right, we're just going to fire Finch Nick and bring. Nurse. And I don't think it would be. I don't. I don't think Nick Nurse would because him and Finch are very very close. No, I'm saying so, like he was just uh, coach of the year what three years ago, and they're already letting him go. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I think we're getting to the point now where everyone's coming in and saying we should trade one of the two centers, and I, I'm with that. I uh, I just harp back to maybe Finch goes, right? Maybe he does go midseason. Maybe he go. I mean, the Wolves will have an offseason in 2024 as well, I think, unless we all just can't stand it anymore. But I want to see him maybe get another chance to coach a team of guys that the roster fits more. So I'm not saying he yeah. gets a pass. I'm with you on that. But just I don't think you can cut off all your other extremities just because your arm hurts. Uh, I'd like to see maybe him have, you know, a, a team that can space around Ant more because Ant. Exactly. I heard it again today, Jim. Like that Ant looks at that man almost like a father figure. Like he loves that guy. And now it's, you shouldn't let your players at 21 desert, determine who your coaches are. Phil, you said that the other night. But I was gonna say Phil said that. I think I think I would want to. I know I'm in the minority here, but I think I'd want to give Finch another chance if that means you're gonna make a big trade, mm-hmm. right? If you're gonna keep those two guys, then yeah, you got to get a new coach because someone else has to try figuring out this offense. But I'm like, Phil, it's just like he's supposed to be an offensive coach, and they're probably the worst offense in the NBA playoffs right now. It's tough. It's, it's tough. It's not clicking. It's their IQ on the court with him. They just – it just doesn't work. He's not really coaching out there. They have what – what was it, the most flagrant fouls, the most technicals. They're just basketball IQ with him is just it's, – it's thing after thing after thing. It's losing to terrible teams. It's – you know what I mean? It all adds up, and what does that come down to? It comes to coaching, especially when yeah. you have young, talented players. Man. Yeah, man. It, it's disappointing from from what they were supposed to be to where they're at now, from the beginning of the season to where they're at now. Yeah. Well, J-Mac just coming in here, legs and matches. <laughs> I told you I had to rant. Phil. Everyone has better takes. Did I send you the wild link on accident earlier, or no. was that somebody? Okay. I don't think so. I, I, I want to know, are there, like, because I sent the – I sent the Judd's Hockey Show link to a bunch of flagrant house listeners, and I'm wondering if a couple snuck through and just, like, ranted about Carl Anthony Towns on Judd's Hockey they're, Show. But They're probably on opposite sides. They they won 5-1, to one, and we got we got killed. Yep. Hey, thanks for coming on, J-Mac. We appreciate, appreciate it. Man. Thanks, buddy. All right. We got a couple more here. Let's go to Joe. Joe, you're oh, on. Joe, what's up, hey, what's up, guys? Line, man. Hey, man. I could just repeat what everyone's saying. I mean, <laughs> it seems like we're all there. I'd rather trade Towns, I think, than Rudy at this point because you've seen what you need to see from him. And like you said, it's clearly Ant's team now. Like, it's just oh, what he could do in three or four years is what's keeping me going at this point. You know, I just Dude, finished. He, he's like six years away from his peak. That's yeah. the crazy thing here. Can Can you continue to to build this thing in a way that makes sense for the next five or six years and, and crescendo with him and Jade McDaniels. That's probably the ray of hope here off of what's going to be another just quick playoff exit is that Anthony Edwards isn't going to peak for three, four, five, six years, and we're going to get to watch all of this play out. Yeah, and I appreciate you guys going long tonight, but I think <laughs> we all realize the series is pretty much over at this point. This is kind of a memoriam. I'm with you. If they, if they get pounced on Sunday, I'm just Phil. Don't even send me the link. I'm this just will be a, a rerun. We'll just rerun this episode. Actually, yeah. is what we'll do. <laughs> we'll it's just let so J Mac and Joe come in. It's so bad because I still have hope. You know, with four minutes left, 
<laughs> Joe, no, it's fine. This is where the degenerates stay on. I still have hope. If they can just, I, I, Phil, if they can just win on Sunday, man, put a little pressure on Denver, go back to Denver, see what happens. So you're not alone, Joe. That's the point of this podcast. You're not alone. No, we appreciate you. My girlfriend's sitting there watching it with me. Is like, they're only down six points. I'm like, I've seen this no, team. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> if I can give out some free love advice, you better, as I did, like you got to propose soon. Because girlfriends aren't going to stick around much if you keep watching the Timberwolves. You got to like contractually lock them up to an extension, so uh, no. they can't demand a trade or just sign with another team. So that's it's, all I got uh, for you tonight, Joe. Is get married. That's it's funny. On day one, I said, uh, "You'll never hurt me as much as my sports teams do." So those are my it's a, vows. It's a great. Too. It's a great feeling going into a relationship, knowing that nothing can hurt as much as Timberwolves basketball. So yeah. She has no idea. <laughs> but the one thing I'm afraid of, and everyone's getting on here say trade cat, trade Rudy. I'm more I'm just afraid of them not doing something. I the what I fear most is the purgatory the Vikings were in the last few years. You know, I don't want to see them just run it back. They could talk themselves into cat miss fifty games, you know. I think I think it's so I'm not a big A Rod guy necessarily. I mean the guy literally just like like through people's careers and lives under the bus, lying about steroids and whatnot. But A-Rod has been around professional sports long enough, I think, to sniff out a phony. I mean, he kind of he has been one in his life and career, too. Mark Laurie has built two massive businesses, sold them for yep. hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, he, he hires top C-level executives across the world. I think those guys can sniff it out. I, th- I don't. I don't. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I. I don't think those guys and Tim Connolly, by the way, unless his ego and pride gets in the way from admitting that he's wrong. But I don't think those guys get into a room and say to themselves, "You know what the problem was this year? The cat missed 50 games. Yeah. That was the thing that held us back this season. It was. It was definitely a thing and a hurdle to get over. But if you just scratch a little bit further beneath the surface, you open up this treasure trove of other problems and i think those guys are smart enough to sniff it out yeah i think this is just the perfect time to kind of blow it up if it's going to happen i'd rather it be now so yeah joe thanks for coming on man good luck in your uh in your relationship and if you ever need more advice kyle's here for you yeah just dm (laughs) me about love (laughs) all right let's see here i know you're uh you're still hanging out courtside as they turn the lights off I also want to tell people that they always do pizza after the game, and I oh, have you're just missing it. completely missed the pizza. So uh, oh, I'm sorry, don't tell dude. me I'm not dedicated because they do pizza and Bud Light, and I missed them both. So now oh, I'm just sitting here with my Dasani. I feel bad now. Oh, Jake, yeah. Jake's joining us here. What's up, Jake? On Wolves Vent Line. Uh, how's it going, guys? I, I just want to say I'm not mad. I'm just so I'm so disappointed. <laughs> like, like like your parents say, uh, I have been the. Honestly, of the people I know, the staunchest defender of this Wolves team. I was stoked when we traded for Rudy. I thought it was a big move. I had so much hope it was going to work. It hasn't. Um, I. It's just. It's just so sad to watch. It's disappointing to watch. Um, I have tickets for Game Four. I'm supposed to drive up from Omaha, six-hour drive. That's twelve hours total. At this point, I've already paid for my hotel. I'm second guessing it, but I'm probably gonna 
<laughs> Listen, because I'm a miserable Minnesota sports fan. No, I, uh, Jake, Jake, if you if you come to the game, I will hug you. I don't know if you want that, but I will hug you. But I will say this: as we talked about for the first 50 minutes, um, I I really do. All jokes aside, think Anthony Edwards is like box office must see TV, and this game sucked. And the people that are still listening to this, it sucked for you, and it ruined your Friday, and you could have done so many other things. But watching him drop 36, I mean, watching him get that block was worth the $800 it cost me to fly here. Like, he's worth watching, and he's the hope we have. He's kind of, you know, we've just talked about for two weeks now, Phil, that he's kind of the guy that we want to build around. But I don't want to tell you what to do with your Sunday, Jake. But I do think, I do think getting to watch that kid play basketball, if you have a chance to do it, it's worth I don't know about six hours, but I mean, it's a 21-hour drive from Portland, and I made it out here. So uh, if you want to come, I'll give you a hug. I'll buy you a beer. We'll make it work. You know what? And, and, and my, my, my brother was telling me, so he, he lives in Denver. He's a Wolves fan. He went to game one. Awful. Um, I was like, dude, I don't know if I can do this. And he's like, Jake, the Red Sox were down 0-3. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And, and even then, I was just like, my crazy Minnesota sports brain was like, you're right. Um, I'm going to go. I, 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 it's just, yeah, because look, at, I've been trying to make it up to a game all year. It just hasn't worked out. I usually get to one or two games. Um, but you're right. It's, it's seeing Anthony Edwards and in, in, in just, who knows? Who knows? You know, Jake, I think you've hit on the key here. So the Red Sox were down three games to nothing. And the key to them coming back was ripping shots of whiskey before the games against the Yankees. So all we need, we just need, we need Gobert, Kyle Anderson, rip some shots, get loosey-goosey, play up-tempo, make it happen. Let's go. Let's go. Jake, thanks for coming on, thanks, man. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate it. All right, I think, I don't know, it looks like his camera's dead, but let's go to one more here. Jason, uh, Wolves' dad, can you hear us? Hey, how's it going, guys? We can hear you, but we can't see you, Jason. I don't know but... why you can't see me, but I will say that uh, I brought my 12-year-old son to the Memphis playoff game last year that they won at home, and he was hooked. And this oh, no. Bought a that is pack. child abuse. Hooking, <laughs> yeah. hooking, tim- hooking we... young children into the Timberwolves lifestyle. Exactly. And we bought a 10-game pack this year. We drive from Detroit Lakes. And literally the best part of tonight was when they put Adam Thielen on the Jumbotron at the game. <laughs> they did. It was great. But, I mean, what a better introduction to Minnesota sports than this disappointing year with Timberwolves. Yeah, well, every kid every kid has to – it's like for me, I'm kind of a sissy when it, go, when it comes to jumping in like hot tubs and stuff. I have very fair Irish skin. Sometimes you just got to jump in, man. And, and, and just feel that jolt for the first time. That's Minnesota sports fandom. You just got to get slapped upside the head, and now you're ready to rock and roll. It's like it's like a cold shower. Yeah, for sure. Phil, Phil, I agree with you. Anything toxic, it, it's all about Ant moving forward. Anything toxic, they got to get rid of. To me, it's Ant, Jade, and Nas, and whatever around them moving forward, and go from there. That's, yeah. that's all I feel. Jason, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Joker's a bum. <laughs> That's my 12-year-old says Joker's a bum. Also, Cap told him pregame as he gave him an autograph that he was winning tonight, that we were winning tonight. As Cat's stomping the floor, all excited, and 
he was a minus 10 or whatever he was tonight. Mm -hmm. Good for him. That's the way it goes. But yeah. He's a clown. He's, like, <laughs> he's just ripping these guys. I just oh, want to say man. that I've been doing this now for seven years, and Phil, you've been doing it way longer. And the last three callers that we had, we basically told one guy to get married, one guy to just waste his Sunday, and the other one couldn't even put his son on camera because he felt so bad as a father. So he's, uh, he's calling calling Joker a clown. I love it, man. That's I uh, I don't right I don't there. as they start to tear things out. I don't really know how to close. I will say seriously, all jokes aside, I I really do think I was like looking up. I Googled top 25 players under 25. Um, it's an outdated list on, on Bleacher Report, but, you know, they got Ant fifth, and they don't have Jaden in there. I think maybe if you could re redo it, you'd have him in there. Uh, yeah. You should just wake up tomorrow and be sad. I'm with the guys that are sad. I'm with people that are mad. Uh, I just think that every time – the Wolves have existed for 34 years, and that's how long I've been around, and pretty much every April you're sad. Uh, this is not the team that you should cheer for if you want – a consistent happiness, but I think they have something that they've rarely had before. They haven't had in 20 years, and now it's all about do they have the right decision makers in the front office and ownership to realize what they got because everyone that's listening to this, everyone that's called in is a diehard and been here for a long time, mm -hmm. and ownership and front office, like these are all new people, and maybe they bring new ideas. It's not like Glenn Taylor being here for 30 years was good, but... uh they have something. They have. There is a door that they can go through that can take them to better times. Um, but will they figure out which door that is? Uh, it remains to be seen. I but oddly feel much better about the future of the Timberwolves right now, down 3-0 do to the Nuggets, than I did a year ago when they were getting beat by Memphis. And it's because oh, Ant uh, has taken the leap. He took the third-year regular season leap. He's taking the playoff leap. And if you have that as an NBA franchise, you can do a lot of things. The Wolves had that 30 years ago, 25, 30 years ago with Kevin Garnett, and they botched it about as bad as you can as a franchise. They could never put a number two. You know, they have Marbury for a couple of years. Um, but even with that, like, they, they botched, you know, Joe Smith under the table. They lose four first-round yep. draft picks. It, it took them until 10 years into KG's career. To finally put it was like eight years in to finally put Cassell and Spiel next to him one meaningful run, and you went to the playoffs eight straight seasons. It would be hard, especially with Glenn Taylor leaving the organization soon as the majority owner, to screw up a ten-year run with a great player as bad as they did twenty-five mm -hmm. years ago. Mm -hmm. And so I just I just feel like with Ant arriving the way that he has, there's so much good to be done here in the next three to five years that I'm just not, I don't know, I'm just I'm not, I'm not as pissed as I was a year ago. I it guess. does feel like we're just exhausted because every game, I mean, when you when you only go three games above or below 500 for six months or whatever, it's just like this never-ending, as we've called it, a roller coaster. Yeah. But I do, I do feel a sense of, like, the playoffs are really important because, again, think about it. Six months ago, like, Ant, we didn't know what Ant was. We saw him pop off in the, a couple playoff games, but... Uh, I think that man needs to be in high leverage, high competitive situations. I think making the playoffs, even if it's a four-game sweep, is way better for a young kid than it is um, Jalen Green in Houston, Lamelo Ball. Like not being in these situations, you don't know what you have. Even though you're calling those guys franchise players as well, I'm really glad they made the playoffs. We'll see what happens on Sunday. It might be a, a funeral, but uh, I'm glad they made the playoffs because I learned in three games 
what I kind of thought last year, but now I know it. You got a guy that you can literally go to war with and was going toe-to-toe with, you know, one of the best players in the league in Jamal Murray the other night. Like, he, he can be the best player on the court in any given game, and the Wolves haven't had that since Kevin Garnett left. So, no. we'll see. Thank you to everyone. If you haven't yes. already clicked the subscribe button and the like button on the Scornoth YouTube channel, please do that. It'll help us as we grow this platform and continue these therapy sessions for you. Um, there is still another game. We basically just put the Wolves to bed here after game three because, let's face it. I might stay here till Sunday. <laughs> you should, I got, actually. I got some Twins tickets tomorrow that I got to go to, but uh, <laughs> other than that, I might just come back and we'll just go live. Thank you so much, everyone, for hanging out with us tonight. Kyle, thank you for sacrificing the free pizza in the media room to be with us courtside at Target Center. <laughs> I got to go your, get some. Your work does not go Someone, uh, is, anyone overlooked. who's still listening, please, at Kyle Tiggy on Twitter, send me, like, late-night food spots because I'm hungry and it's midnight and I need to go get food. So if there's something downtown, send it my way. There he is. All right. For Kyle, I'm Phil. This is your favorite Timberwolves lifestyle podcast, Flagrant Howls, signing off.